can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. We can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. Nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits, conquer fear or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics. But we don't make product for them. We look to the future, but embrace our past. We study, we analyze. We race on Sunday, so we can innovate on Monday. We exercise trial and error religiously. Through our commitment to the pursuit of perfection, learn. How to make product for the people that are capable of dedicating everything to sport. Whether there is a championship involved or not. Alpine stars, one goal, one vision. where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Brand, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Fly Racing Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by Justified Cultures, Traction MXT Covers, and Moto Ice Wrap. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, we've got none other than Lips, Matthew Whisperate. Lips, how's it going? G'day, how are you? 
Hey, not too bad, my friend. Uh, happy Saturday to you. Th- Friday afternoon to me. Uh, I'm calling into the future, which is always really cool. Uh, obviously, there's a little bit of an accent going on on the other side of the phone. Uh, answer some questions for me. Who the heck is Matthew uh, Westbury? Why do they call you Lips? And uh, why are we on the phone right now? Well, as you can probably hear in the next, I don't know, whatever we do this podcast, I like to talk a lot, so I suppose I get Lips from that. Uh, and it comes from about when I was about eight years old in a motorbike shop with guy Jeremy there. Uh, just, yeah, called me Lips, and it just, man, it's stuck ever since, and I'm 32 now, and all my mates still call me Lips, so here we are. You can call me Lips too, Brad, not a worry. Perfect. Well, pleasure to have you on the show, Lips. You are a, a huge motocross fan, and uh, that's encouraging to me because I do these podcasts for guys like yourself. And uh, now we've actually have an opportunity to have you on the show to uh, to chat a little bit about the the number nineteen machine, uh, a bike that's been getting all kinds of attention on social media. And uh, yeah, it's it's just a pleasure to have you on the show, man. And uh, we're going to talk podcasts. We'll talk uh, motocross, supercross, and of course that beautiful two-stroke that uh, you have built. So, uh, yeah, we got in contact about a week and a half ago, and and here we are. Pleasure to have you on the show, man. It's uh, It's been a long time coming. Yeah, it is, actually, and I'm pretty excited to um, be on your podcast and um, talking about it. It's it's very exciting. I didn't think that when I was building something at home with my mates having a few beers that uh, I would end up on a podcast, let alone um, have so many people uh, enjoy the bike. So, no, I'm stoked to talk about it. Awesome. So, uh, first of all, uh, where where does your passion and your love for the sport uh, begin and develop to the point where you're willing to spend thousands of dollars to recreate a machine from 17 years ago? Um, oh, yeah, that's a good question. I suppose as a kid, I couldn't have new bikes, and um, we had to make do with what we had. Uh, and I suppose you spend a lot of time walking in the motorbike shop going, oh, well, I wish I could have that brand new bike, and you look at all the bits of it and um, you just, you know, I suppose you wanted it that bad, but you couldn't. Uh, when you get a bit older, you can sort of go back and do it. And, um, yeah, you, and, you, and, you, and you do. And you get a lot of satisfaction out of it. So, um, yeah, that's that's what does it for me. Well, awesome. So, like, it's it's a, a beautiful machine. And I, I suspect that it's not the first time that you've built something quite so uh, extravagant. Maybe not to this level, but uh, where did uh, turning wrenches and, and uh, that attention to detail begin with you? Because uh, uh, the bike that you've created, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes, is an absolute work of art. Oh, thank you very much. Well, pretty much um, I had a, my very first bike as a kid was a Honda Z50 JZ. Um, which, yeah, I, I, I um, always thought I would have liked to have brought back and done up again because, um, obviously, I've been in the motorbikes and never forget your first bike. So I looked up, I finally, I found one of those and uh, that was my first restore and uh, I could already register that in Australia. So um, I put a 108 stroker kit in it, and got a new seat, and did a few bits and pieces and I really, really enjoyed that. So I, I did that and then um, I... Um, a mate of mine let me ride his 89 YZ250 at a vintage day uh, a few years ago now, and I and I had a ball, so I thought I'd build an 89. So I found one of those, and then um, that had to be all original. So I spent a year building that, trying to pick out all the original parts and uh, building that, in which you sort of learn from the mini bike to the bigger bike, you know, the steps of how to pull it down, what to do. And then after a year, I finished that. Uh, but then I was like, yeah, that's 89. I'm sort of, I'm 32, so I like Naughty stuff, so it didn't really quite do it for me. And then I just thought the Pro Circuit two-strokes, I mean, they're just, they're sick, you know, like there's not really much like it out there, and they're so unique to what they did. So uh, I thought, well, I'll build a, you know, a Pro Circuit um, bike, um, but then at the time I wanted to ride it, and I knew I'd have more fun riding a 250 two-stroke, so I I thought, oh, let's get a 2000 KX250, uh, and obviously I just thought, well, I'll just do what everyone else does. I'll put a sticky kit on it. I'll get a pipe for it and I'll make it look nice and neat and I'll ride it. Um, uh, but then I, uh, I got a bit carried away and I found one bit and I find another bit and then, uh, it just escalated into where we're at now pretty much. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it definitely, uh, it was almost like a runaway freight train for you as far as, uh, getting this thing together, um, working on it and, and creating something that was truly special. Uh, obviously this bike is now not your daily driver. What do you ride on a weekly basis? And, uh, and, and, and why did you pick that motorcycle? 
Oh, well, I, um, I ride now a 2016 KX450, which I've had for uh, just over 12 months now. Um, and, yeah, like, I, I love riding that. So that sort of doesn't really... A bike's that good that even if I rode this 252-stroke, it still wouldn't be as good as that. I'm a big fan of uh, the new bike. That KX450 is, is... I mean, it's grass. I love the air fork on it. I love the tunability of it. Um, and I love the motor. The motor's really good for me. It's not too aggressive. It's got a good chassis. Um, you know, I get on it and I, I have a, a massive smile. Um, and so I suppose that helps me not go and ride that sweet 252 stroke sitting in my garage because I probably know that deep down it's never going to ride as good as that 450. So that's what I'm telling myself for now. So that's what's helping me not ride the, the 252 stroke. Well, there you go. Uh, like how long, how long have you been racing, uh, as, as a, as, um, like off road and and motocross and uh, what what what's your current skill level as far as uh, twisting the throttle like full full blown weekend warrior I know you're a painter by trade uh, but uh, like when it comes to a track day or a, a race day what what classes do you enter and uh, uh, what, what level are you? Well, pretty much just C grade motocross rider. Nothing that fancy. Nothing that to ride about home. Um, yeah, I just have a passion for setting up a good bike and making it feel good you don't have to be the world's fastest person to know how a bike should feel so um yeah i take more pride in just setting a bike up to feel really good and uh that's what i do but certainly not a pro motocross rider just a normal i'm just a 32 year old guy tradie with a wife and one kid and one kid on the way and doing my thing yeah nothing nothing that great but um yeah that's just i just i get more of a kick out of setting the bike up and making it feel good and um, that's what i love doing What's the motocross landscape like in uh, in Australia? Of, of course, this is where we're calling to. Uh, it seems like there's some seriously fanatical fans as far as motocross goes. You guys absolutely love it. You line the fences at your local nationals, and often uh, we see uh, a few a few of you uh, making your way over for supercrosses here and there. Uh, how many clo- how many tracks are close to you? And uh, obviously, like, how long have you been racing for? Uh, well, I don't race anymore. Um, I, I mean, I do a couple of club days when I've got time and when I can. I still love getting out and doing it. Uh, I did more like cross-country racing and things like that when I was younger. Um, when we were younger, though, I mean, gee, I couldn't afford, my dad couldn't afford new bikes from me or anything like that. So we had older bikes um, and I just got a massive kick out of passing people on an older bike. It was sick. <laughs> like, yeah, sort of took a bit of pride in that and I probably still like that a bit probably why i like the older bikes but um yeah um yeah australians are sick they're full passionate about it uh, as you can probably everyone knows listening i mean it's a, a country so far away um we want to know everything that's going on over here like we love watching the supercross we love watching the motocross we love the podcast i mean there's just such a big base over here and uh, we've got some pretty good tracks to go with it over here like i'm in victoria melbourne and um i would have Five good tracks, probably within you know an hour drive of my house. Nice, um, that's good. Yeah, it, it's that's pretty, better it's than pretty I good, have. But, and it's it stepped up a lot too. Like the quality of the tracks has come up. Like we've got good sized jumps, really big wide tracks. They're not just dirt mounds, um, like what you see on old terra firma movies and shit like that. I suppose yeah. we had a bit of that going on for a while, but um, yeah, it's it's really picked up. And with Motorcycling Australia, um, which governs all our tracks. A lot of people have told them to jam it up their ass and started building their own tracks, private tracks, and then you can pay your $40 and go and ride it. And that's really made a big impact on the motocross um, out here and the quality of tracks. And it's been awesome to see a few people out here, like um, places like Ride Park and um, uh, Parwin and Broadford or whatever. And um, Well, not Broadford, sorry, that's MA, but uh, it's really elevated a lot of the tracks and it's elevating a lot of our riders. And um, it's good. It brings passion in. Keeps Australians keen. Hey, this is Zach Cummins from Phoenix Racing Co. You're listening to the Big MX Radio Show. We're going to commercial. We'll be right back. Justified Cultures is the kind of apparel from the moment you put it on makes you feel like it was made just for you. Quality, comfortable apparel designed for and inspired by the live what you love lifestyle. Woven throughout the moto, desert, skate, and surf culture of Justified is the desire to celebrate human achievement, to inspire and create a modern lifestyle brand reflecting today's generation. Zach Commons, Matty Jesse, Phoenix Racing Co., Dominique Daffay, Cody Matichuk, and John Short are just a few athletes who don Justified Culture's clothing. Passion needed a clothing line to speak to the way that it lived each day, so we created Justified Cultures. 
NavigateJustifiedCultures.com to easily view over 40 individual styles to help you make a statement every time you step outside. As presenting sponsor to Big MX Radio, lock in promo code BIGMX17 when checking out at JustifiedCultures.com to receive 30% off your Justified Cultures clothing. Express your lifestyle with Justified Cultures. Live what you love. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know if, why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey, guys, this is Kate Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off in the track, but I do it at K1 speed, too. Well, there you go. Now, you'd mentioned that when you first got the uh, the 252 stroke, it was intended on being a, a graphic kit, uh, a, a new a new works pipe. Like you've seen, I have tons of builds on on Instagram. They're littered, uh, but yours got got like really started to run away. Uh, tell me a little bit about the process of how you kind of started to really get uh, really into this thing and then create something that was truly, truly special. Because we, as we were talking offline, uh, it, it was really it, it it quickly became something that was uh, very meticulous, details oriented, and uh, I gotta say, man, what, what what came out on the other end was truly special. And I, I when I. Yeah, it blows me away when I look at it too. I honestly never thought that I could achieve something like this. Um, I'm extremely proud of it. Um, and yeah, like you said, it honestly just started off as, you know, a sea kit uh, and a pipe, which you know, most people would assume like do, and that, that's awesome. But um, for me, I just sort of met a couple of cool people and uh, got offered a few parts and... Uh, I just thought, oh, yeah, we'll give that a go, and um, oh, I'll buy that, and I just started collecting some more parts, and then I sort of changed my vision up for what I wanted for the bike, and, you know, you look at the old magazines, and you look at Ricky Carmichael's bikes, and you look at all the pro circuit bikes, and, and you and you, and you you really see how much attention to detail is in them, and, you know, and I love that. I love the fact that when you look at a bike, well, you look at my bike, and you're looking at a million different little things that make the bike look trick and works what it is whereas most people go for the bigger covering parts so they'll go for like the graphics and the shrouds they go for the pipe maybe some wheels uh and then they let that sort of try to do all the work but for me i like picking out uh, like a magnesium rear brake hanger uh, then you go oh look at that and it's got a bigger rear works disc on it and then you look at the frame while oh, the frame's tig welder it's got a it's got a carbon water pump guard on it you know the cases look trick it's, uh, it's got proper pro circuit Sticker on the motor because it's actually done by a pro circuit. Uh, you look at the, you go, wow, look at that old 90s plate. Where do you get that from? Or, you know, you've got a clear vented 90s plate, which looks not that great now, but it's what they had. And, yeah, like, I try and make it so you look at a million different things. And the more you look, the more you see into that bike. And you you go, oh, and you start sticking your head in. You go, oh, look at that shock shaft coated. Oh, oh, that's got an A-kit shock in it. That's got A-kit suspension in it. Wow, look at that. And, you know, so you just sit there and look at it. And it just, it, it makes the bike. This look completely different to something that someone's done with this sticky kit and pot, and um, that's what I aim for, and that's what I that's what I shop for, and that's what I've done, and um, yeah, it's it's really cool, you know, and and it's cool. Like a lot of people in Australia, they're passionate about it too, and they'll help you out, you know, because they dig the bills, and yeah, like the guys that um, forget the powder coat color, you know, like the slow green powder coat on the frame, you know, like that's that was hard to get, and uh, I spoke to a few people, and I told them what I was doing, and, and they sort of dug what I was doing and so they dig a bit deeper and oh oh actually no we can get that and and then it happens and yeah it just sort of it just escalates like that and um yeah it's cool if you talk to the right people with the right passion um you know it makes like a team and and that's how you do it and that's sort of how we got there I guess 
Well, what was the most challenging part, or was it there a time when someone was like, "Well, if you're gonna do go that far, you've got to go to the next level and do this," and that that just uh, creates more challenges for you to overcome? What were some of the most challenging parts? This is gonna sound crazy. The most challenging part for a two thousand split fire is the fucking seat cover. The seat cover is a nightmare. Oh yeah, and they are. I bet one of a kind. Like it's a rubber all down the side of it. It's like got pressed ribs on it. You, you you can't imitate that. Like you just you like some things you can do workarounds, but that seat cover. If you go into that effort, and I put all that money in, I hassled everyone all over the world. Everyone in the world knew I was looking for that damn seat cover, and um, and then uh, a mate of mine um, sent me a thing, and, and it finally turned up, uh, and it wasn't that great. It was it was used. But I was like, man, I'll take it. And um, I gave it a scrub up, and oh, I think it's my pride and joy. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it just was that hard. And then uh, it was only last week, another mate actually sent me a message, and he's actually found me another one that looks like new, which I've got coming. So I'll actually have one to, a nice new one to go with the rest of the bike. But that damn seat cover, I, I'll tell you what. And also the pro circuit ignition and clutch covers, because they're magnesium back then, um, and they're not that, that common. Uh, to find them, they, they were quite hard to find. But how do you do a pro circuit bike without pro circuit covers on it? So you you really got to search high and low for those puppies. But once I found them, that was pretty cool. And uh, I like a oh, cool little like KHI clutch actuator that I got sitting on there. You know, I, that's another little thing. When you look, you go, oh, oh, check that! It's got a sick billet hanger on there, and it's got a DLC cool coated shaft for the clip. Just yeah, just stuff like that's just unique. It's 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 really cool. And I think I get more of a kick out of looking at all that stuff um, that I do out of the whole thing. It's more just the intricacy of it. Uh, I think I just have a passion for it. And, um, yeah, it's, it really makes for a, a unique bike. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. So, um, yeah, it's, it's sick. But then also, too, like some of the bits on it, um, like the muffler, for instance. The muffler's got like a Kevlar yeah. carbon muffler on it. Well, I'll let everyone in on a secret. I couldn't get one of them damn things. So you know what I did? I fucking made it. I just... Got some Kevlar carbon, and then I wrapped it around the outer tube, and then we cleared it and everything, and it, you wouldn't pick it. And, it. and that's what it is. You know, you just, you, you go, oh, that's what, it, you know, you just, it looks sick, and it, you, you couldn't, you'd never pick it. Um, but, you know, just yeah, work with it. Yeah, honestly, it probably performs better because it's not going to fall <laughs> apart like a carbon fiber. Uh, well, I mean, that's the thing. At this uh, point, like, uh, I don't even know if I'm riding it, so it's not going to hurt the fact that I've, uh, it wouldn't last that on the track. That long, I, I don't think. I don't know. I haven't tested it. Um, but yeah, yeah, no. I like full disclosure. My my bills pipe. Uh, uh, the, the carbon si- the silencer. Like you're gonna go through one of those about five times as fast as you would a, a stainless steel or aluminum one. I, they look trick, perform awesome. But uh, unless you want to uh, replace your 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 silencer every six months or so go go uh go a little there you go you know <laughs> exactly right so you know so yeah it's funny you know um i suppose one way or another i will find a way to make it how i want and yeah so it's, it's just sometimes you just got to get a bit innovative and have some imagination uh and i suppose if you've got the passion uh that's just a given so that's just what comes with it I noticed one thing uh, on your bike that uh, I noticed that is like that, that's not on your bike that is on a lot of uh, the two thousands KXs is that a lot of guys added a, a piece of either whether it be uh, carbon fiber or some plastic to the back fe- uh, the back number plate to uh, to stop from uh, from boots hooking onto the back of it. Did you look at that at all or see uh, which bikes had that? Because a lot of I, I know that era of Mike Brown's bikes always had an extra piece of uh, of material just off uh, like kind of like connecting the uh, like they're like kind of covering the, the airbox the subframe yeah, it goes with the air, yeah, yeah the airbox, they go it... both pieces go in the airbox i like your eye bro you got a good eye mate uh i have um i have the ones that mike brown used the bigger the one's got a triangle on the right side and then it's like a real big one, right. one on the left i've got that um i've got brand new ones actually um what yeah i actually ended up making them but um because i got oh, I, I made a mold and made it but anyway um I don't know, it looked a bit Euro for me, um, and, I, and I, yeah, <laughs> if you know what I mean, like the bigger long one did, so uh, I've actually got sitting um, in a box ready to come over from America, the actual triangle one, the last bits to go on it, so you caught me out there, <laughs> but no, I do plan on putting that on it, there's a few bits to finish on it yet, but um, yeah, good eye. <laughs> 
uh, yeah, Fair enough. I well, like I said, that. it's I, I'm a, I'm a purist, and uh, I, I look at these things, and I I have always been like when when I was a kid, I, and I was always a Kawasaki kid. So the Pro Circuit Kawasaki's were like the coup de gras, and uh, going there, um, I think I spent no less than two or three hours walking around and looking at the Kawasaki's uh, that they had on display at Pro Circuit. So all of those those like like you those little details, and I'm like, oh, look what they did there, or like like the the the, the tiniest little things and that's what makes your bike so special and that's why we're on this phone call is that you've spent the time to to go with the like when you have like the the, the tailpipe that actually has the nipple or like the like the stinger on the end of it uh and then you have like you've you've oh, gone yeah, as far yeah, as to you, get the, the, dick tip. the the covers on for everything yeah. yeah like that there's there's a point of pride in that oh, hell yeah. that's why you can't sell this thing no well, that's it like i mean I, I do get people messaging me a fair bit asking like would i sell it and all that, not even how much. Just can I can I sell? And I don't know. How do you sell a passion? You you can't. You know, uh, my son's two and a half. I hope that one day he wants to ride it, or you know, look at it, or I don't know. He might want to ride it, and I may not. I don't know. But you know, it's something that um, maybe he'll ride it without telling. Oh, you. he'll he'll probably won't give a shit because <laughs> he didn't build it and thrash it. But um, hopefully, I won't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it is like even to the point where like I've got a titanium kickstart knuckle on the Kickstarter. Um, I don't think anyone will ever see it, but I know it's there, you know, and, and I love that. That's sick. Like, who else has got a bloody titanium kickstart knuckle aside from Cooper Webb on their bike or something like that? But I do, and I, and I think it's bitching, you know, and I'm um, getting a sweet little titanium bolt made up for it at the moment to go with it. Um, yeah, it's, you know, I suppose, like, you share the picture of the bike on Instagram when we do this podcast and people love it and all that, but the truth is that's great. And I'm happy to share it because people actually honestly enjoy it and I get messages saying how much they like it. And and that's it. But for me, I just love it. Like, it's for me. Like, I love looking at it and knowing that I achieved that and I built that and how cool it is for me. It's it's not really uh, about anything. Like, that's passion for you, I suppose. It's got to be for yourself. Um, And that's where it comes from. It's it's really cool. Like, a lot of people, they'll build bikes back to original, you know, and they love every little bit original and... It can't be aftermarket, and they get off to that, and, and that's cool, more power to them. But for me, I suppose I love the trick pro circuit, and, I mean, a Honda HRC bike would be the ultimate, but good luck getting them into that. But, um, you know, I love that more US pro circuit, um, Yamaha Troy, all that cool, you know, 90s motocross stuff. I reckon that's sick. And, and not only were the bikes cooler back then because they didn't have that garbage monster shit all over it that just... Corporate, corporates, the whole motorbike industry right now, and I hate it. They just destroy every. City kids were cool back in the nineties. Like people loved the cool kits, and they loved all the bright colours and the innovativeness of the pictures, and you know it was exciting, you know, and it had something to it. You know, Chad Reed's bike at the start of the year looked great. Then they put Monster Energy core down, and I was like, yeah, there's another shit looking bike. It just, it just ruins it for me. Um, and I think that drives a lot of my passion to do these cool bikes. Because they, they, they're, they're back in a time warp before the world was like a big corporation or something. I don't know why it is, but you know what I mean a bit? Like, it's just different. Like, it's more unique. Absolutely, it was. It's from a, a different time altogether. Uh, it's a. It was an era unlike any other era. That it's. It was not like the '80s. It wasn't even like the early '90s. It's. It's almost trapped in within itself. And I think that it's uh, so unique and so kind of kind of kind of funny in a way. The fact that uh, Splitfire, a company that uh, basically got shut down because of. Um, uh, there, it was false advertising that they were increasing horsepower and uh, and better performance on this on this spark plug that eventually that's why they went out of business they uh, they were they were making claims that weren't true about a spark plug and uh, yeah like the the fact that 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 logo and that company are probably more famous and more synonymous with uh, with one particular era of motocross bikes that. Uh, um, yeah, the, the the company is no more, and uh, in, in fact, I guarantee there's not a split fire spark plug in your bike, nor was there in the in the pro circuit bikes of that era. Well, it's funny you bring that up because it was interesting about that plug was it was shaped. Well, you probably never remember it was shaped like a snake's tongue, and that was their innovative yeah. design. And that's why when you look at the shroud, the spark plug on it has got the, the two curved bits where the NGK bends over and in the middle, whereas, uh, yeah, the split fire has yeah. that different, unique design. It's very, yeah, it was, yeah, it was very unique, actually. It was, 
yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, and the truth is, man, I keep getting that too, and I'm embarrassed to say it does have an NGK in it. It's embarrassing. I've got to fix it. <laughs> we'll find one. <laughs> it's got to have a split. No kidding. You know, they're, they're extremely hard to find. Like, I, I've, I've looked on eBay to see if there's a, something that had come across, and effectively I've found nothing uh, <laughs> other than some, some stickers and stuff like that. Extremely difficult to, to find. Like they're, maybe somebody bought them all up. Maybe Mitch Payton bought them all up, put them in a warehouse, never to be seen again. Um, but uh, I noticed uh, brand new grips on the Morris, on the on the bike. Uh, why, why did you go with a brand new set of grips? I know yeah, uh, Renthal hasn't changed their grips much since then, uh, since the early years, but they have changed a slight bit. Uh, like the the finer points of the bike, where, where, like what like what did you decide to like whether it be to go new or in what stuff like you needed to have it uh, old? School? There's probably something a little bit I don't know. Probably something a bit wrong with me, but like I, I like I bought. Brand new rental twin walls. Like, luckily, they had twin walls back then, but you know, I wanted twin walls on it. And, uh, and you look at them, and I liked that. They had more of a brushed aluminium look, and I couldn't get that. And the closest I got was titanium. Man, I spent hours in the garage, like getting the anodizing out of them and brushing them back to just that nice brushed aluminium look. You know, I spent ages doing that. And um, I, I don't know why, but because most people spend the time, I look at it and I go, hell yeah, that's sick. And there's probably no one else getting around like now with a new set of bars that look like that. Um, and, and I like that. No. You know, I like that fact. Um, uh, I, and, I mean, I just know I'm going to ride. I can't help myself. It's like I can't help but build a cool bike. I'm probably going to ride it. <laughs> Let's be honest. You're talking yourself into it while we talk here. Uh, that's too funny, man. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. I, like, the thing I, I, I am... Well, the thing I actually, one of the things I love about it the most is that vented number plate. Ah, oh, sick, thank um, you. <laughs> extremely hard to find and uh, extremely hard to make look right. Like, I've been, like, first of all, they stopped making them in 03, and, um, like, they, they do not make a vent a proper vented number plate for my era of Kawasaki, and I've still been trying to see if, like, if I can find that material, that the background, like, the, the, the vented material, and I could somehow rivet it to my, uh, like, an, like, an existing plate that I would fabricate. Mm. But, man, that is the the coolest look, and how, how'd you do that up for us? Yeah, that's cool that you say that. It's cool that you know something. Uh, I had to deal with a sketchy French guy. It was hard. The English translation wasn't great. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, and another mate of mine got jibbed off him. He didn't get the, he got a Yamaha one, not a carry one, and uh, I just sort of crossed my fingers and hoped for the best, and luckily that brand new one in the packet turned up that was spot on. Uh, <laughs> it was a, it was a crown jewel for me getting that, that front plate uh, a while ago. Uh, it's kind of like when I built my 89CR. I was adamant that I had to have the HRC fork guard. You know the grey toothpick-looking things that go on them uh, at the bottom of the legs? Right. Yeah, yeah, I was adamant about that. It's funny when you build a bike. There's some things you go, I just, it's got to, it's I've got to nail that. I've got to do it. Those fork guards were, and that, that, that damn front plate was, uh, yeah, it was, and I'm, I'm very proud of that front plate. Uh, a few people were like, oh, put the flow green plate on, it looks better. I don't care. It was hard to get that plate, and I got it. <laughs> so it's staying on. <laughs> staying on. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, um, it, is, it is a pretty cool, it is a pretty cool thing to get. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a crown jewel, I suppose. Hey everyone, let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly, then we'll be right back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now, and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, your spokes, even pick your nipples, and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. 
and I want you guys in a set of W movements. So do what I did and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. Hey, Big MX fans. Thanks for listening to this podcast and hope you're enjoying it. I want you guys to head on over to TractionMX.com. TractionMX is the place to get your seat covers for any bike that you have, whether it be a Husqvarna, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Yamaha, KTM, you name it. These guys have a great seat cover for you. They're durable, they're flashy, they're eye-catching, and they're one of a kind. The reason why they're one of a kind is because you design your own. You pick the fabrics, you pick the ribs, you pick the everything all the way down to the stitching uh, color that they use on the seat cover itself. Traction MX is your one-stop shop to set your bike apart from the herd 110%. These seat covers start at just $69.95 American, and uh, the average turnaround is a one to two weeks. One to two weeks from now, you could have a bike that's looking completely different than it does right now. So head on over to TractionMX.com, start shopping, start designing, and make something special like for you today. Going viral with Viral Brand. Viral Brand is setting its sights on being one of the leading brands in the extreme sports market. From supercross to snowcross and snowboarding, and everything in between. Viral Brand is working hard to not only bring you premium products, quality eyewear, and killer style, but award-winning support with every sport. Head on over to theviralbrand.com and get tinted lenses, clear lenses, 10-pack of tear-offs, and goggle bag for only $59.99. Viral Brand products are available in the U.S., Canada, and Australia and used exclusively by the Barn Pros Racing MX Home Depot Yamaha team for the 2017 season. Go viral with the viral brand. Hey guys, Bill's Pipes is back, and that means the return of legendary performance. Two strokes, check. Four strokes, check. Since 1974, they've been tuning power at its finest for motocross racers, off-road racers, you name it. For you two-stroke lovers, the MX2 Bill's Pipe exhaust system is flat out the right choice to make. Nickel, works, and the brand new cone look is the right system for the job. When it comes to four strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to decimate the field anywhere, anytime. So if you want the same pipe used by Billy Leninovich, Sean Collier, Vicky Golden, and the entire Barn Pros Home Depot Yamaha team, head over to Bill'sPipes.com today and never settle. Do you miss working on it? Like you now that it's complete, now that all bolts are on it, and I know you still got to put that seat cover on it, but uh, um, there's a satisfaction in completing something, and then there's also the enjoyment of of creating it and and watching it come together. Is it does it kind of uh, almost a little bittersweet to no longer be uh, piecing this thing together and and no longer looking for parts? And uh, I guess that that means moving on to the next one, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I hope my wife doesn't hear this, but yeah. I mean, I suppose it becomes a bit of an addiction. Like. <laughs> I can't help it. I just, it is. It's so much fun. Like the hunt for the parts, trying to find the parts, and when you get them, um, and then putting that on. And I remember, like this one, I got a set of pro circuit pegs. I found some pegs for it, and it was just a frame. And I just put the pegs on, and I just remember just sitting down the garage, drinking a beer, just looking at them, going, "Yeah, they're sick." Like they're and like I had all new pins and and um, pins and springs, and I just give them a flick, and they were crack, and they were just super tight. And I was like, "Yeah, this is going to be a nice bike." Like. When, like, especially after you spend so long building a bike and so much time goes into it, like on that Instagram video I put up, and then me and my best mate Al fired it up, um, you just see that look in our face. It's 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 a really cool thing, and especially when you you give that throttle a crack and you can just feel like Pro Circuit have just done that cylinder so good, and it's just got a crack, and it's got that it's going to have that wicked power and get it right, and it. Oh, that's satisfaction, man, when you feel that and you just feel like, oh, this is going to be a good bike. And it doesn't give a rattle. It's just tight. It's just all that stuff is it's pretty it's a, it's a pretty cool thing. Um, yeah, it, it, I suppose for me it is. Um, 
yeah, it's, and it's just a big accomplishment, yeah. man. It's 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 sick. Like it's it's a very um, yeah very satisfying when you do that. And uh, I must admit, I probably am looking at maybe my next bike already. To build. <laughs> yeah, you probably just keep going, I guess. I don't know what you do with it. You just put them in the corner, and yeah, I don't know what happens with them. <laughs> You start a collection is what you do, and uh, your, your your first one is quite quite a, a one to start off with. I think you might have set the bar rather high, uh, but uh, it's it's beautiful to look at. It's and it, it sounds amazing. Uh, I gotta ask that because, and I know you're you're a very uh, meticulous guy as far as uh, like how you present this thing and how clean it is when you do it. Uh, you you made a video of you said the first time that it started was that the absolute first time that you started because that thing sounded great right off the hop uh, even the jetting seemed to be right where it needed to be uh, did did you play with it at all before releasing that video or what's the story there? I swear to God twelve months of building it put oil in it put fuel in it oiled an air filter the night before um, and then uh, I waited for out and he made to finish work I said come over we're going to fire her up. And I, that was it, man. Three kicks, bang, and it fired up. And that's, and you see that video of mine on Instagram. That look at our faces. That is the first time it's been fired up. You can, I could never imitate that again. I'm the sort of person that someone says smile, I get this stupid smile on my face, like I just look like an idiot. I can't fake like a smile. <laughs> but when that bike fired up, I'm telling you, that was real. Like I was, we were both that pumped. Uh, and I mean should have seen it. When I bought the bike, it was a pile of shit. Like, all I wanted, I knew that I could build what I wanted. I knew I was going to rebuild the motor anyway. I just wanted to make sure it ran and that I had all the gears in the gearbox, pretty much. Like, that's it. Like, suspension gets thrown out, wheels are thrown out, plastics are thrown out, sprockets are thrown out. I mean, I pretty much threw, I, I must have thrown easily 60% of that bike out. Like, it was all gone. Even the tank got thrown out. Um, triple clamps thrown out, like just everything goes in the bin, you know, uh, and then you're left with a couple of parts. Um, so I wasn't that hell bent on having it that good, but in saying that, I didn't know, you know, I never even rode the bike. Like when I bought it, I brought it home and started pulling it down. Um, so then when I, I finally fired that bike up and kicked her over, um, yeah, that was, it was pretty sweet, especially when you feel that throttle and you can feel the crack and the grunt in it. Uh, yeah, it's very, very satisfying. Anyone that's listening that's going to build one, yeah, you, you guys wait. You'll 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 know what I'm talking about. It's pretty sick. No kidding. There's a distinct sound of a KX250, especially that era. Uh, they they like you said they do they crack when they when they you open them up, and uh, uh, that's an incredible special thing to see. Um, You'd mentioned the parts. You threw out a lot of parts. That means you got to replace the parts. And uh, um, I, I'm sure you've gotten this question about a million times on your social media and through. Uh, direct messages recently but where did you do the majority of your fact finding and and parts sourcing because uh you don't have to give any names we don't have to go have people call those people up but uh um what's your best advice as far as people uh to find what they need to do a similar build okay well if you want to do a build like this then my advice would be go on ebay go find the old whatever year model bike you want to build so maybe go look for they want to do a 99 pc125 get on ebay Go find MXA or whatever where they've done testing of the bikes because, you know, they always did the test of the Pro Circuit bike. We ride Mike Brown's PC125. Read it. Look at all the pictures. They list every single part on there because it was just a sale item. So every part is listed. So then you go, right, there's my list. That's what I want. So people ask me for stuff all the time. I'm like, well, what do you want? They go, I don't know. I just want the bike to look cool. Well, work out what parts you need. So you go through, write down your list of all the parts that you want. And then you got something to hunt for. And then you know what to start looking for. If you talk to someone that thinks they might have something, ask them. This is what I've got. This is what I want to build. Just just look everywhere. Just, you know, eBay. I suppose you could, I don't know. I don't know. You can try eBay. You can try Craigslist. You can try forums. Um, just talk to people that have got stuff or built stuff. See if they might. And a lot of people, it's a pretty cool community. A lot of people will help you out. But in saying that, if you want the parts and they're rare, you got to be prepared to pay the money. And if you're not going to pay the money, don't even bother starting because it's not going to be anything like buying retail at a shop. It's expensive. It costs a lot of money. Um, and, you know, but if you're willing to go that mile and you can do it, then, yeah, all, more power to you. you know, good luck. I, I hope you guys all build cool stuff. 
because it's it's worth it in the end if you can do it. Or another thing, if like people listening that are thinking about it, work out what you want to build and then find your parts and collect them all in a box. And once you've got everything, then start you know assembling. But in saying that with my bike, I don't believe I would have been able to build that bike as far as it looks like a full stock bike. Um, a lot of people had to help me build it. Um, fabricators and um, mechanics and suspension people with head. It, it, it takes it takes a big effort. It's not like um, you're just bolting a brand new bike together. It's it's a bit more intricate than that, especially when you start wanting to weld on frame guards and you know gussets and bits and yeah. bobs. It gets it gets it gets a bit in depth. So um, yeah, but you know if you love it and you've got a bit of knowledge in the background or you've got mates that can help you out and you're happy to spend the money for the right people to do it. Um, oh, I reckon the more of them we get out there, the better, because um, there's definitely a lot of people out there with passion for it, not just me. Oh, I couldn't agree more, and like I think that's why your your bike has gotten so much excitement. Is like uh, for all the people who who do look at at the prices of stuff and they they can't justify the uh, the, the expense of the build or the time necessary or or the just the 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 bother to to go out and 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 be that meticulous be that uh um uh, attention to detail and details oriented to make sure this thing is unbelievable like it's almost like people are celebrating somebody being able to pull it off <laughs> and uh, and you did exactly that honestly i think i think that's what i think you're right because it's not even if you had this and you had that people just go Man, it's cool, but I just don't really want to dedicate a year or two years of my life to this. I just want to see him now, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and that's yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. So, like, kudos for just doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. It's crazy, you know. Like, I think I'll, I'll be lucky to have fourteen hundred followers in, on Instagram, you know. Like, and man, I put that video up yesterday, like twenty four hours ago, and I think it's had fifty thousand views in twenty four hours. It's had like two or three thousand likes, more, double more than what I've got. It just it's and social media is so cool like that that you know I'm happy that I can share it with people that all love it too and uh, I'm happy just to share it and see people enjoy it as well as I do. It's 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 really cool. Like yeah, I'm very um, happy to do that. I get enjoyment out of seeing other people enjoy things, so uh, I think it's pretty sick that I can share it with everyone. And uh, yeah, people dig it. It's it's really cool. No kidding. It's uh it's got sixty three thousand seven hundred and sixty nine uh views right now and uh a ton of likes on top of that. Uh and, and people are absolutely loving it. A ton of comments on it. Um let's see it's got it's got fifty four comments on it right now. If you haven't already followed Lips on Instagram, go check them out. Uh Lips three nine five. I do like the nine five in there, my friend. We're 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 friends that way. Uh but um yeah, like it's 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 a pleasure to have you on and just hear the passion in your voice for the sport and and for the industry and uh, your attention to Demo, my friend. You are uh, like you've uh, on behalf of all people who've wanted to build one of these things that haven't. Thanks for finally doing it, man. It's uh, uh, one one of us had to do it, and I'm glad it was. You. Oh, that's 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 awesome, Brad. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped and uh, very excited to. Have it at home with me. Um, it's almost like my third child. <laughs> Fair enough. No, absolutely. Now, before I let you go, my last and final critique of your your beautiful build is that I think you need to send away for some stickers. You need to call up Mitch Payton over at uh, at, at uh, Pro Circuit and ask him for uh, some stickers for a carbon fiber uh uh, silencer because you right now have r304 uh logos on a on a carbon fiber seat uh, on a, on a, uh, what's made to look like a carbon fiber one but of course everyone knows that r304 is the grade of aluminium uh that uh that is used for an aluminum uh, uh silencer so uh you, you need to go get that uh, carbon the carbon fiber sticker oh uh, well i unfortunately have to call you out there buddy Go back and have a look at all the bikes. Go that? back and have a look at the bikes back in the day with the carbon muffler, the works carbon mufflers on it. Go back and look at RC's one. Go back and look at all the ones that had all that on. You'll see the that exact sticker. That's how much detail I know about them. Oh, fair yeah, enough. I've got. I've, right. I'll have go and have a look. You know, I've like, got the carbon. If, if that's what you say, I'm almost 100 percent sure. You're I've right, got the but, carbon, uh. um, the actual carbon Kevlar sticker in my toolbox. 
and uh, it's sitting there tight because it's not it's not correct. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, okay, uh, fair yeah. enough. Well, I stand corrected because <laughs> uh, I get shit uh, off my mates hey. that come over and look at it. They keep giving me shit. They go, "What do you got a stainless muffler sticker on there for you, Wally? Put put the put the carbon Kevlar sticker on." I'm like, "We'll go back and look at all the bikes back then. They they had the stainless one, so yeah, that's okay. Um, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it is funny, isn't it? Because it's stupid. Like logically." What the hell has he got a stainless sticker on for? But, um, yeah, it's just what they had back then, I suppose, because they were work, so they hadn't remade the stickers. So they just went, out oh, just put that on. Yeah, no kidding. Like, it's, uh, uh, that, that is extreme attention to detail, man. Yeah, there you go. Uh, way too cool. <laughs> yeah, I like it, man. Well, pleasure to talk to you, man. I really appreciate the time, and uh, we'll definitely have you on again to, to chat motocross and, and, uh, and pick your brain about a few things, and can't wait to see what you have down the road, because uh, this sickness that you've developed is only get worse at time. Um, Matthew, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Don't hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we'll cut it off right there. Wicked, thank you. Boom. And so concludes yet another awesome podcast here on the Big MX Radio Podcast Show. I'm absolutely loving knocking these guys out every single week for you guys. Um, I, I talked to Lips off air and uh, he's really excited about ha- having been on this podcast and uh, it was awesome for me to talk to the guy for almost two hours. Uh, we talked for about an hour beforehand and uh, and then uh, for a few minutes afterwards and uh, I can't say enough good things about Lips and uh, um, all, all the work that he did on this bike and his passion for the sport and it's, it's just absolutely bottomless. Um, if you want to follow him on Instagram, I believe he is uh, Lips. 395 on uh, on Instagram. Check him out. Enjoy the enjoy his his page as well as uh, if you have any requests as far as who you'd like to hear from, uh, some technical questions or uh, just overall uh, just questions in general. You want to get a hold of me? Uh, Instagram at Brad Gebhardt 88. Go find me there and uh, let's connect. Let's talk about motocross because you know I like to do that. Episode 410 is now up and listenable. Talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening.